my darling, my bestie, for life. How are oh, we? Oh wow, she's, she's feeling Oh wow, everybody, welcome to a Feeling Yourself episode of Can I Be Done with your fabulous Feeling Yourself host Marissa Bradnick and your slightly less fabulous, really not feeling herself host Lara Kirk. Here we are. (laughs) (laughs) I love how we literally just had a conversation about scalp massages and you're saying I'm not feeling myself, but went into detail about how good this was it was an hour and a half it was like one of the best hour and a halfs of my whole life i can't say that but the second it ended i wanted to cry because it was over (laughs) so it it was bittersweet in a way because you know i could have stayed there happily for the rest of my life (laughs) this small little woman had the hands of a god and i would happily put that on a piece of paper for her so she could take it to the bank See, I still don't think even if a woman had the hands of a god that I'd 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 be like, yeah, touch touch my hair. I don't like people touching my hair. My hairdresser is about the limit. Girl, I don't know what's wrong with you. Whenever I say this, literally, my life changed in that hour and thirty minutes. I got up such a new woman that when I approached the the start of the front of the salon again, where Jay was waiting, he literally went, "Wow." you look like you could sleep and I was literally like you know eyes lidded half closed like struggling to keep them open going I don't even think I'm on this planet anymore Jay Mm -hmm. we left the salon and I could not find the car that's how otherworldly this was wow it was incredible Asian head spas I highly recommend if you have one in your area to go and get one if not come to me and I'll, I'll hook you up with my girl I'll get you and I'll get you sorted I don't think I have one in my area. I have not seen anyone advertising that. I see it all over TikTok and I'm like, mm. oh, that looks nice. I'm going to get yeah. that. And then I'm like, mm, like that my, means someone has my, to touch you. My panties hit the floor whenever I saw that there was one in my area and not like three hours away. Because normally everything that I want in life is just slightly out of reach. But no, this, this was a three minute walk away. This was 30 seconds in the car. Wow. This was amazing. Yeah. Anyway, on today's episode of Can I Be Done, I have decided to uh, take over and derail the podcast because I actually have to um, assault Maul. I have to verbally assault her because she has been a bit of a bad bestie and not just a bad bestie. Not just a double B bad bestie. She's been a bad book bestie. She's been a triple B. Ooh. This B has been... Oh, let's just do it. She's a quadruple B. She's a bad book bestie bitch. She's a bad bitch book bestie. A bad book bitch bestie. Yeah. Well, I know what I'm trying to say in my head. Well, Girl, I'm getting told off today. You really are. Because did you or did you not literally peer pressure me? You had me bound and gagged with Crescent City up in front of my eyeballs. Like, no, you gotta finish it. You gotta finish it. For anyone who doesn't know, we are talking about the Crescent City series by SJM, Sarah J. Mass. Uh, I, the first one, meh. Had a nice ending. Didn't make me cry. The second one, I was trying to read it for a whole year. And this bitch on the other microphone was like, Oh, you got to read it. It's the best book I've ever read in my life. It's so good, my God. It's you're going to love it. And yes, this is, it was excuse me, a good read. This is what she sounds like whenever she's bitching at me. Okay, no, This is what I hear I in my head. Yeah, that's what you hear. But it's not what you heard. There's a difference, okay? Oh, dear. look at her coming in with the hears and the herds as if she's in the right. I because am. Crescent City 3 comes out. We anxiously await its arrival. We might have done some slightly sneaky things to try and get the book before we were supposed to. But you know what? This is being book bitches. We like to do the sneaky things to get the book so that we can start reading before everyone else. So that's what we did. Except one of us, from what I know, has still not finished the book. No, I have not finished the book. 
because so, I'm very you have busy. Left. Oh, I'm very busy. She's a busy bad bitch book bestie. Oh no, she's busy. Girl, you forced me into these books, and I can say it. The third flop, flop doodle of the okay, ultimate watch flop doodle. If you spoil it for me, I'm, I'm not gonna, gonna be spoil so anything. Upset. I may not have oh, finished be... it, but that doesn't mean that I'm never gonna finish it. Shh. She's going to be so upset, but she can't even actually put the effort in to read the book. My oh, I goodness. can't put the effort into being the upset. The audacity. No, honestly, girl, I'm, I'm, I want to know exactly where you're up to in this book because I have finished it and you made me finish it. You were like, oh, girl, you got to read this. You got to read this. You got to, we got to talk about this book. Okay, I'm done. Let's talk about it. Okay. Oh, wait, that's right. We can't. We'll just get to the bit where I'm at. Which is where? Three pages in? Um, no. Okay. When I last read the book, which was about two weeks ago now, because that's how much I work and how tired oh, I am. Yes. Oh, yes. She's a hard worker. Yeah, I do 40 hours just being where I work. And then when you add my commute on either side, that takes about another like hour. So mm-hmm. we'll do two hours a day. Mm-hmm. Times that by five, there's 10 mm-hmm. hours. So out mm-hmm. of my, you know, week, I lose 50 hours just to work alone. Okay, and how many hours do you lose um, being a bad book bestie and not reading this book or audiobook in it so that we can ca- we can be together on okay, this journey? What, by the time we record the next episode, I will have finished it. Okay, is, is that, that what you wanted that, to hear? Is that a promise? Is that a promise? Can I get that in writing? It's a fucking threat at this point. I'm it's a verbal you. contract. <laughs> the, 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 the listeners have heard. It's a verbal contract. This will hold up in a court of law. I'm just saying that, yes, I don't know what it is about uh, the Crescent City series, but they are so slow to get into. So the first one, I was reading it and I'd bought the first and second at the same time. I was reading mm-hmm. it and I was thinking, oh my God, I've spent, you know, all all this money on... 18 years of my life on these books. <laughs> I've spent like all this time investing in this author. And when you hear of like spin-off series, you're like, oh great, it's still going to have the same vibe, but you know, it'll just be different. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And obviously I just finished reading Akatar and everything after that like the entire series Mm -hmm. and I was like okay this is going to be good like I'm genuinely excited Mm -hmm. and then CC1 it was like dead up until the 75% marker and then I was like oh she vacuuming up his ashes like a bad bitch (laughs) oh now now it's getting interesting now it's getting interesting I mean rip my heart out of my chest again thank you Maz we are in a toxic fucking relationship but she ripped my heart out of my chest Mm -hmm. with la harbour absolutely love that little fire sprite and how she's always watching like the trashy reality tv shows and i'm like oh Mm -hmm. get you girl with that creepy ass knock whatever it was thing swimming in the tank see even me i'd be like Oh, I don't know about you, girl, but it's like after you watch a horror movie and yeah. every single like shadow in your house, you're like, "Well, that's a Babadook. I can tell." Yeah, I just literally. watched a movie on it. <laughs> so yeah, finished that. Then jumped into the second one, and that was slow going from the start because I was like, "Okay, Sophie Renas, great. The Resistance, great." You know, it, it, it's giving, like, a Hunger Games sort of vibe, you know, with, like, all the resistance stuff going on. You're um, talking about the third one? You're talking about the third one right now? No, I'm talking about the second. Mm, yeah, no. yep, the second. Sophie Renas, the Thunderbird, who's looking was for... She not in the, was, she, was she not in the third one, too? She's dead. No, I'm aware of that, but... Spoiler alert, by the way, Sophie's dead. Um, yeah. in the second book, I don't, uh, spoiler alert, Sophie's dead. Uh, I don't remember her being brought up in the second book. This, once again, I read these books and it was literally like, oh my God, just power through, get it over with. Yeah, Mom, yeah. These are good. She's like, um, the first character that you're following in that second book, because it's the okay. scene where the hind is chasing her and then ends up like, you know, dumping her in like 
the water or wherever. She's gone to get a brother, hasn't she? She's gone to break him out of that, like, you know, Auschwitz-style concentration camp that they're all kept wow, in. Wow, coming in hard with the, the, the A word there, gal. Yeah, God. well, it's true, you know, an enslavement camp for kids. And they're testing on them as well. It, that That is what, what happened. See, this is how I know it's been... Because I, whenever I got back into CC2, because you were raving about how good it was... I just jumped straight back in at the middle again. I did not listen to the first part. I was like, nah, I'm lying, actually. I jumped on a chapter nine, I think. Chapter seven or chapter nine. But CC2, once again, it's, I'm sorry, Hunt Athelar. You can be an attractive, dark-haired man with wings. That does not guarantee you a personality. No. Because Hunt is the flattest, two-dimensional, crep, thin pancake character I've ever met in my life. I found myself during... CC2 trying to force myself to cry just to, so that I could say that I felt any empathy towards this man. No, I, I I don't. I think he is a flat, boring character. I I didn't. I must admit, I I was struggling to connect like with Hunt, like with mm-hmm. with Reese, and it was oh instant connection. You, you got me instant. <laughs> He was in the dungeons with Feyre licking up her tears and I was like, lol, that's so morally grey of him. I love that for him. Yes, Reese, daddy, you know. He was... Yeah, he was... <laughs> he was a- he was arriving at the wedding saying, hello, favorite darling. And I said, oh, would you look who it is? That little tinker. Hey, yeah. You know, you like- <laughs> it was instantaneously, instantaneously with Reese. Don't even get me started on Cassie and like, you know, two large li- like looming shadows were at the foyer doors and favorites like, who the fuck's that? And then you've got Cassie like, let us in or I'm breaking the door down, bitch. Yeah. Like, I love that vibe. Absolutely. And then you get Hunt who's like, I'm going to set on uh, the top of this building and I'm going to look at you. Look at you. <laughs> I'm just oh, going to look get... across the street yeah. at you and sulk. Yeah. Because oh, I look, am... You're getting, uh, you're getting your nails done again. Oh, he's such a party girl. Oh, God. Uh. And then all of a sudden it was, I want to ride the bones of you. Like, no. Yeah. I, you're, you're flat. You're giving flat hair. You're giving greasy, lank, lifeless hair. And I'm not here for it, Mr. Athelar. Just so the and CC three and CC three no spoilers it hasn't gotten any better I still can't stand the bastard however ruined Dan and crown, crown prince, prince of the barbarian fay yeah any of you can not tell what we're doing here it's the skit that's been going around on tiktok since like two years ago if they can't tell what we're doing then they're not on booktok yeah well if they can't tell what we're doing then they have no business being here for this episode it's like run along kids this episode is for the book besties and the bad bitches only sorry move along and for anyone that is a is a fan of Sarah J Maas and her works this is the episode for you because we're talking books because we love books Maz is not my favorite author I won't lie um me personally I I quite like Scarlett St. Clair and her she's retelling St. Clair girly she's a Persephone and Hades girly I am I stan Hades and Persephone and the way I'm that actually... St. Clair wrote them I'm reading a really good um, fanfic at the minute on AO3, and no, don't judge. It is a Dramini fanfic. Oh, okay, I lo- yeah. I love, I love, I love Draco. I, I get that he was a Death Eater, but no, come on, he was, he was a baby. No one can say that Draco can do any wrong in my eyes. And pairing him up with the biggest, baddest, brainiest bitch witch in the whole fucking Ministry of Magic, absolutely. But. They were talking to this guy that they think is the um, Le Constant Germain. Okay. Mm-hmm. And they're basically like stealing Pandora's box from him in this oh, fanfic. Okay. To basically Hermione's trying to cure lycanthropy, okay? Ah. So she's been she's been put on protection by Shacklebolt and oh who is her aura in charge of protecting her? None Draco. other than Mr. Draco Oh my god, the flutters this man makes me feel. But anyway, basically they are in and like the the the, the guy I think he's like called like the Marquis or something. They're like he's showing them around. Hermione has Polyjuice potioned into Draco, and Draco is currently using his um anime guy form of a Borzoi dog. You know the Borzois, big long noses, all the elegant coat. Oh yeah. Uh huh. So he's in his animagus form as that. 
So he's like pretending to be a dog, like running around, like knocking shit off tables. Like he snatched a guy's wand and he's stupefying, like trying to get them out so they can steal this box. But one of the artifacts that Le Comte Saint Germain had was in Hermione's Draco's because she's transfigured into yeah. him. Yeah. Um, one of one of the things that he has, she goes, he goes, Do you like this, Moshari? And Hermione Draco is like, it looks like uh, a decayed piece of food. And she goes, Yes, this is actually the very pomegranate Persephone eaten whenever she was going to the underworld. And they like delve into the history there. And my first thought was, Oh my god, where is my pomegranate loving Hades? worshipping bestie for this part of this book you know first thing i was like there's my girl she would love this and they like delved into like the lore around it and they like briefly like went into that and it was just oh it was so well written i love it this slow burn is slow burning me though i stayed up until 10 a.m this morning reading this book jesus i went to sleep at 10 15 this morning because (laughs) of this book Wow. Maybe I need to read it then. Maybe you should. The you slow know, burn is up. slow burning. I don't. I don't mind a slow burn though. Like, like I feel like we're, we're going to get into the tropes now of of what we like. Yeah. So I like the slow burn because it's a frustrating like tease. Mm-hmm. But I only like the slow burn if the reward payout at the end is worth it. If it, exactly, if it's, it's if not it, worth it. If it's it Hunt me. and Bryce slow burn, I don't want oh, it. You can, you can keep shut that. Shut up! It was it took forever, <laughs> and then all of a sudden, Hunt Athelar with his Kitchow Lightning McQueen teeth had to be de-escalated. <laughs> <laughs> he had to be like detonated in an underwater <laughs> biome of grass. And they were like, kick everybody out. And she was like, it's okay, you won't hurt me, hon. Like, don't worry, he's not gonna hurt you. Yeah, he's not, of course he's not. He's sitting here smiling with lightning skittering across his SJM, tell me what goes through your head when you are writing that line of lightning skittered across his teeth. What do you mean? <laughs> ka-chow! <laughs> Bitch at you, ka-chow! No! It's, it's giving Lightning McQueen, I'm sorry. Hunt Athelar. Lightning McQueen alias. I've never seen the two of them in the same room. Confirmed. <laughs> She's making a Theory point confirmed. That, that, you know, you know, you haven't seen me and Wonder Woman in the same room. We're just saying. Yeah. You know? you know, exactly. But like, this is the thing. There are some slow burns that are so good that I don't mind waiting. And then there's some slow burns, like the CC2 slow burns, that I'm like, sweet and gentle, Jesus, pick it up before I pick up a vibrator and thrust it through the phone and into your hands, SJM. Like, I feel like this woman is so frustrated herself that she just puts it into the books. Yeah, to make us frustrated then. It has to be the reason. Yeah. Like, uh, Fourth Wing. Fourth Wing was incred. Love, love, love every second of Fourth Wing. Wing. And then we get to Iron Flame and it's like every two seconds, Violet's like, oh look, Zayden is keeping secrets again. Oh no, it's almost as if he told me this is what he was like. And it's almost as if I knew this was his personality. I'm going to huff and be a bitch about it and not have sex with him. And I'm sitting here going, just put his penis in your mouth. Just give me something. I do <laughs> feel I do feel like if Rebecca Yaros would have concentrated the, the tension between Zayden and Violet around their dragons because obviously Andana was in like her teenage years and was very grumpy yeah. she was difficult to deal with naturally like tan and and scale would have literally been they must have been tense as well you know dealing mm-hmm. with that and I feel like that would have been more believable than just he's hiding secrets from me and I'm annoyed it's like yeah Okay, so you, you're going to drag this out for, like, 40 chapters. And then all of a sudden, at the end, where you have the big penultimate moment, and you're like, okay, I guess all's forgiven. And I'm like, what? No, it's not. Have you met any woman ever? Said what fucking Yaros? woman ever in history? Genuinely. I'm sitting here still salty about the fact that every single time that he shaves, he bangs his trimmer on the side of the sink and leaves those little puby cuttings from his fucking bum fluff beard all over my sink and then I walk in and I'm like okay I let's see how long I have to leave this here I will be petty I will intentionally go to from the bathroom to the kitchen to wash my hands to leave those hairs there 
And they can stay there for days. I do the and same. And you're telling me. With Jaws oh, yeah. socks. Mm-hmm. Takes his socks off before he gets into bed, chucks them on the floor. And I sit there and go, I wonder how long it will be before I get that racked off that I picked them up myself. And usually mm-hmm. it is me and I just sit there and go. But this is the thing. Is it or is it not brought up 24-7? Because yeah, I know yeah. for a fact no woman, Violet Soren Gale, mm-hmm, you're not listening. No woman would just be like, oh, it's fine. We're about to die. So all is forgiven. I would be on that battlefield dressed in my dragon riding leathers going, Jay, I love you. If anything happens during this, know that you're the best thing to ever happen to me. But just a sneaky um, add-ins for whenever we meet each other in the next life. You dare leave your little hairs in the sink and I'm going to feed you to my dragon. You know? I love how you're there like in the next life. Whereas I would just turn to jaw, literally mounting my dragon and I'd be like, if I get back, if we survive this and I get back and your socks are still on the fucking floor, I said, I ain't going to be able to hold him back, you know, and it's just tear, <laughs> chuffing steam. Like, yeah, just... <laughs> <laughs> Have you seen the guy on TikTok and he's currently getting um, the comments about doing the Terran voice and he, like, starts it yes. off by, like, growling into the microphone. Yes. To like get his voice at that. He's got like he um, an audible uh, deal, hasn't he? Uh, uh, yeah. And yeah. I'm like, for, for the, I'm sitting going like, yes, that is exactly what I imagined for Terran, yeah. one million percent. Now my next fear is Andarna. They cannot make Andarna sound stupid. Yeah, th- this is what I worry about, and I do feel that you know if she's gonna be all like, it's just sheep, it's just it. You know, like exactly. I'm like, like mm. she's. I understand making her sound childlike, but there's a difference between making someone sound childlike and making someone sound an imbecile. Do you know what yeah. I mean? I feel like with Andarna, they're going to have to like tread a very thin line between making her sound like youthful, like, you know, baby dragon exuberance, bloody blah, blah, and then shifting that with the same actor, actress that will be playing Andarna into teenage years and then after she wakes up from her big long nap, bless her. Yeah, I feel that um, any of the girls that voice the characters in Turning Red on Disney Plus would be brilliant for Andana because they're actual teenagers themselves and I just feel like they would capture that element of Andana so well. Quite stroppy and feisty but still like golden at heart. I feel like yeah. any one of those would would do a good job. Any of, of who those would you guys. who would you put for scale? Who gives you scale vibes? Oh, scale. Uh, okay, right. So scale. I do feel she gives off like very refined, and obviously ten is like dragon royalty. So mm-hmm. you, as as a dragon, as mated with royalty, you would be like like a feisty fucking bitch like Mm -hmm. i ain't taking no shit and do you know what i feel like you know meryl streep in the devil wears prada oh god really really i i think that's the vibe yeah that's the vibe i get from scale but imagine meryl streep less like chill bitch calm and more like i'm gonna remove your fucking head like really yeah if, if Meryl Streep was actually angry or livid, like physically livid in that film, I feel like that would give me <laughs> instead scale. Of, instead of, why is nobody ready? It's, why is nobody ready? <laughs> yeah, literally. Like just a little <laughs> bit more like up the ante sort of thing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that scale gives I me... Get, that. Scale gives me like major like Diane Guerrera. I think that's her name. Diana or Diane Guerrera. You know Michonne from The Walking Dead? Does she? She gives me major scale vibes. Just like she's got that don't fuck with me. I am in charge. But she's also got that playful side of her that I think we don't get to see so much of of Scale. Like Scale whenever she's up in the air with Taryn and they're like talking like mind to mind. And, you know, Violet and Zayden are, like, feeling, like, you know, the humorous connection. I feel like that's so under underrated in the book because it's skipped over so easily. Like, we really focus on Zayden and Violet, which I am fine with. You know, give me Shadow Daddy all day long. But at the same time, I think that 
Rebecca Yaros could really do well delving into the dragons more. Okay, now I have the question for you. Oh, who, the question. Who would you pick to, st- to, to cast as Radok? You know, Jack. the one that is always literally making jokes he's like the the himbo of the group yes oh yes see right i have a problem with himbo characters because to me the ultimate himbo is and will always be Kea, is it keelan lots you know emma cullen yeah to me he will always be the ultimate himbo he is character. brilliant i love that love from him. emma however he is too old to play riddick yes so then I hop back to, I forget his, I, I don't know the actor's name again, but the, the main guy um, in Hop, the bunny movie about Easter, he's got that those beautiful straight white teeth and he's just comedy gold once again, too old to be playing Riddick. So if we're thinking younger for Riddick. Oh, uh, James Marsden. Oh, that, yeah. Give me that man on a platter. A platter. Thank you so much. For young Riddick. Hmm. Yeah. Young Riddick. Who's your choice? Who's your choice? When I sit here and think about young actors. See, I feel like for young Riddick, the only option, and it's just because he played it so fucking well in all the other films is Tom Holland, who played Spider-Man. You know, very, like, you know, it's almost like... That's an interesting choice. Yeah, like, like he's always, like, almost on, like, the the tips of his feet, you know, like, bouncing off, like, ready to go. Very quick on his feet, yeah. Yeah. You know who would make a great Riddick? Caius. Caius, yeah. (laughs) Caius would make a great Riddick. Anyone that, um, obviously is listening doesn't know that. Uh, I've made we're not my talking about we're not There's talking not. about Caius from Twilight. We're not talking no. about Jimmy Campbell Boyer. Although I do like Jimmy Campbell Boyer as an actor, he is fabulous. Yes. What do you think of? Okay, this isn't this is an unpopular opinion. Okay, but okay. Timothy Shamalama Bing Bong. Oh. I get that he's really overused at the minute. I get that everyone's going crazy for his. Yeah, for really June, and I, I nearly fell asleep through that entire film. I haven't watched it. I have not watched it. I, I don't recommend, it. personally. Like I can't... The songs on TikTok for the new Willy Wonka, don't get me wrong, they are stuck in my head, but will I watch the new Willy Wonka? No, I won't. I, I don't think that it looks good. Oh, okay. The songs, quite vibey, like, Well, there's chocolate, and there's chocolate. Wonk is confident... Wait, no. Wonk is chocolate makes your confidence skyrocket lit, like... It, Take a bite of Wonka chocolate. Get yourself some Wonka chocolate. <laughs> like, if, like quite boppy wee tunes, yes. But something about Shamalama Bing Bong's face and me, we just, we don't vibe. Like, no. I look at Shamalama Bing Bong and I'm like, you are a 12-year-old child. Why are you dancing around pretending to be a man? He has come Lies. up in quite a few of the um, TikTok fan castings. For recent. For, for yes, fucking for recent. recent. I'm sorry, have you met... The High Lord of the Night Court? Yeah, it is Have not you... Timothy Shamalama Bing Bong. Okay. Bing Bong. <laughs> it is not, not Timothy. No, no, no. no, no. It's it. There is only one choice. <laughs> there is one choice only for Resand. And if he doesn't make it to Resand, then he may potentially go in as Cassian. But if not, there is only one, and that is Henry fucking Cavill. Okay. I disagree. He is not a Cassian at all. I disagree so I, wholeheartedly. I, I saw a fan-made photoshopped picture of Henry Cavill as Cassian. And I love it. I, I okay. was But you love everything that. Henry Cavill created. Like, for those of you who cannot see Maul because we have not figured out how to do the videos yet, she has a cutout of him sitting behind her at the minute. I have two. I can't see I have it. two cutouts, she has, actually. She has two cutouts of Henry Cavill. In her house right now as we speak. My, I saw a fan cast video the other day for Akatar, and they put Jacob Elordi as Cassian. No, absolutely I'm sorry. not. Mr. Saltburn, Mr. Kissing Booth is not giving Lord no. of Bloodshed a general no. of the Night Court's armies. No, he is no. not. No, 
kindly shove your Jacob Elordi up your arsehole he if is you think not, that he is a Cassian. He is not giving, put your hands on the headboard. He's giving, he's would you like to Would you like to put your hands on the headboard, please? If not, it's totally okay. I respect your decision. <laughs> and that is not the vibe. It's not the vibe. It's not giving, <laughs> tell me what to do so I don't have to tell you what to do. It's literally like, whenever I see fan cast, like, to me, the one and only Azrael, in my opinion, will always be Matthew Daddario. I think that that man is a criminally yes, underrated, I he's a criminally underrated like actor. Him. Yes, I liked him he's as a He's beautiful, he gives, he gives Azrael vibes. Cassian, for me, is either Cam Yemen or Jason Momoa. There yeah. is no in between. And whoever Hulu casts, if it's not one of those two, I will be disappointed. I will. For Tamlin, mm, Lucian, like you put Sam Hewen in there. You, you oh yeah, I think Fraser he'd role. be brilliant, absolutely Absolute fucking spectacular. For I need more Sam Hewen in my life. Even Eris, even Eris, Ooh, he would play. Don't. Yeah, because then I would really be lost. I know you would because guy, you've got I? this thing for Eris. <laughs> like what is wrong with you okay okay okay. it's not it's not that there's anything wrong with me it's the fact that like there's so many things going about like the book talk sphere at the minute that are like you know um maul telling her side of the story and then it cuts to like a picture of eris and it's like fine i'm the bad guy and then it's like but wait until he tells his side of the story and i'm like don't because it's making me feel like there might be a redemption arc on the way for airy boo yeah my goodness i did think that but then i also heart broken by more heart broken by nesta heart broken by the fact his daddy don't love him heart broken all over the place this poor boy i don't think more broke his heart but you know what the more she slept she slept with Cassian. Because she didn't want to be palmed off to it. And to be fair, which would I you? get this is the thing, which I understand. But as a man, especially a high court male who's bred in nobility, you know, thinks he's the top of the food chain, mm. imagine you are in his shoes and you find out that your betrothed has went and sullied herself with an Illyrian bastard just so she didn't have to sleep with you. That's a that is a kick to the gut. To be fair, to be fair. That, that's a diss. And yeah. you know, I'm here for that. Like but yeah. in the in the same breath, it's like you know, dude, it it's not hard Chill to not be out. a twat, you know. Then again, there's a lot of stuff going on right now saying that what happened to Moore, which was terrible and awful, and she absolutely did not deserve it. Bless her sweet cotton socks. Um, what happened to her? A lot of people are saying that it wasn't actually Eris, that it was someone else. No, because when she was, are we talking about when they nailed that? Yeah, yeah, that was her her family who did that. They dropped her off in yeah, that yeah, state. Yeah. But then after, but after that, wait, what did he do after? Remind me, I haven't read Akatar in years. Oh, I haven't read it in ages either. I just know that there's a lot of people in there right now who are literally like Baron Kim, like basically told Eris he had like a choice. Like you know, I don't know, I don't oh, know what the full ins and outs yeah. are. Mm-hmm. But people are waiting for an Eris redemption arc. We're waiting for Akatar. Fucking whatever number we're on now. The next Akatar. right? Yeah, well, oh my, if, do you if count it's not... the Frost and Starlight one? Because I just oh, see I that do. as the Christmas was... special. Yeah, it's like a Hallmark movie. I love it. Yeah, Everyone no, hates on no, it. No, no, no. I, I was so disappointed after I read that because I thought I was getting a whole other novel after that. To then get no. a Christmas break in the middle, I was like... Mass. I like, like that though. Girl, are like you feeling okay? Like, why are it's, we my in thing the middle? Is, it doesn't always have to be stress. It doesn't always have to be. I'm going to shit myself. This is terrifying. No, I want like, to be stressed. Whenever, why? Why are you a sadist? No, no. There are some times that I'd be reading these books and I'm like, my heart rate is so elevated that my Apple Watch has told me to stop exercising because I am in danger. <laughs> Hello, what is going on? No, that's on? just whenever Cassian comes into the pages and you're like, oh, oh my you God. part where, where they're on the battlefield and Nesta can sense that the cauldron's about to fuck shit up and she just starts roaring Cassian's name. I had the audiobook for this. So literally the audiobook was just like all of a sudden screaming like, Cassian, Cassian. Like it, it's so guttural. 
And, like, you know, Feyre's narrating and she's like, there he was. He was making a beeline for her. She was on the ground yelling, screaming his name, curled up, fetal position. And then it just wipes out half the Illyrian forces. And Cassian's like, oh, shit, she got me out of there. (gasps) When I say, when I say in that moment, I have never wanted to give Nesta all the money in my bank account more. (laughs) Because, girl, you, girl, you saved him. Good for, girl, thank you. Thank you. From the entire fan base. Thank you. <laughs> Take thank the money. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Take the money. But no, honestly, like this next book, I'm really hoping it is about Elaine and Azrael because Gwen does nothing for me. I will not lie. I do like the theory that Gwen is Tamlin's half sister. But mm. do I think that do I think that, that means that she needs to have a mate in the in the Bat Boys? No. Do you no, know no. what I think? needs to happen and this is just me personally okay Mm -hmm. but maz needs to explain what the fuck was going on with the bone carver and his weird cannibalistic sister what the hell they are why he looked like a weird looking young version of like reese and Feyre, and then because the... everyone everyone sees something different with the bone carver yeah but why did she see that why mm, that's see that's an interesting take on i've never thought of it that way why would she see of... her son she already she already knew they were mates people are, are theorizing that it's nicks but i'm like what if it's Rune? People are theorizing that the bone carver is Rune Danon, Crown Prince of the Valbar and Fae himself. As in, like, what? the bone carver has shifted to Rune to look like Rune. Oh, I haven't even told you about this theory that I saw on TikTok. I saw a theory on TikTok that Reese's sister is actually Rune Danon's mother. Yep. And that explains why he looks so like his uncle, Reese. But how would that work? The theory is that while they were in the other part of... Uh, obviously, because they had, like, you know, Gwydion, the Star Sword, and the Truth Teller, the theory is that while all that shit was happening with the Asteri jumping from world to world... Um, they sent that runes, not rune, uh, Reese's sister and his mother before Tamlin got their hands on him, right? Because keep in mind at the time, Tamlin and Reese were friends and Tamlin, as we know, is very, very loyal to his friends. So there is a theory going around at the minute that the star pool, the the pool of starlight in the spring court is actually another network of caves that can be used as a portal to Midgard, not Prithian, okay? So the theory is that whenever Tamlin got the order to execute them and to like rip their heads off, rip their wings off, hang it in the study, that he actually snuck them through the starlight pool. They were one of the first to actually be in Midgard, sussing out the ground, and that is when the Autumn King took a shine in Deresa's sister, took her, disposed of her, and this is where we have Rune Danon from, and that they are actually all related to Reese. That's a good theory. I won't lie. People I are mean... thinking. People are thinking that this is going to be Tamlin's redemption arc, and that this will bring either Tamlin and Elaine together. Which yeah, no. Um, it's Adis, you know, Elaine and Adis for me. I am standing. Oh, yeah, you're I'm really shi- into this Elaine and Adis theory. I am. Really? Yeah. No, it's to me. It's Elaine and As. Don't get me wrong. I would love an Elaine and Lucian. I think it would be so cute. But I could not deal with then Asriel still having no one. It would break my heart. And do not once again, people, if you're listening, do not come at me with oh, but it's Gwen. No. Gwen is another flat character for me. Yeah. She's flat. Flat as a pancake. <laughs> it's not giving. Yeah. The 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 waiting of the partners like Cassian's very like you know big lovable brute you know he's a he's a happy chappy but then you get nesta in contrast who is like Mm -hmm. not quite on that same level in terms of like the humor and everything 
So it's giving it's giving me and Jay. Jay's the big soft lovable golden golden retriever, and I am Lady Death. Is like you're making really shit jokes and I don't appreciate it, kindly shut the fuck up. Yeah, basically. You know, know, (laughs) one's very lovable and sunshine, one's grumpy, you know, the others... It's the whole grumpy sunshine thing that I just kill for. Yeah, to be fair, I do like the grumpy sunshine trope, you know, the one that's a bit Mm -hmm. like, "Mm," towards her at first and then he slowly Mm -hmm. warms up to the sunshine and I'm like, like, yes. What's her business, Jay? (laughs) Jay's family to him what's her business here pointing at me and I just go witchcraft <laughs> and Jay's family are like and Jay's like don't no, don't listen to her she's, she's here with me it's fine it's totally okay oh wow <laughs> that's one way around it I just love Cassie and so much the lord of bloodshed can do no wrong in my eyes and I stand by that mm. have you seen all the like the ones that, like that are fully like plotting Cassian's death in the next book everyone thinks that Mass is gonna kill Cassian she will no longer have a fan base if she does that. <laughs> she, she'll no longer Girl, have social a nice suicide. Big, she'll no longer have a nice big ranch in the countryside, wherever she is, like, you know, writing her wee books. I will be in there underneath her desk, snapping at her ankles like a vicious chihuahua, like, you leave him alone. He is my baby. You don't touch him. I kill you. You and every other, like, Cassian Stan. Die hard Cassian Stan, yeah. Literally. No. I totally oh, he's feel just that. such a. It's like, it's the big dark haired men. Like, it's why I love the Hades and like the Scarlet Sinclair books too. Like, you told me to get into those. And the second you sent me that one fan art of them on the wedding day, oh! Yeah. Oh, oh dear. Some oh of the fan dear. arts for the different books are like top tier, next level. It's, it's do you giving. Ever find that, do you ever find that looking at the fan arts makes you more interested in the book? Because you can actually be like, oh, wait, that's actually way hotter than what I was picturing in yeah. my head. Yeah. <laughs> But then in other breaths, I'm like, you know, what I pictured was way better, but I just can't draw. Yeah. So, <laughs> t- you t- just t- titties. Know, honey, all you, all you picture is Henry Cavill and different get-ups. Don't lie to yourself. Mm, yeah, I won't lie. I did think about Henry Cavill as Lord Hades, King of the Underworld, and I was Would like, he be? Would he be your dream cast for Hades, though? Like, I don't think so, to be fair, because I think that, you know, Henry Cavill's not dark featured enough for me oh i feel Uh um Mm -hmm. you know i think he could pull off quite a good one but i think if anyone was gonna play hades for me that i think would just fucking kill it it would be roman reigns (gasps) yes for any of you wwe girlies out there oh girl don't even i was on (laughs) I was on a TikTok live last night and someone joined under the username Tribal Chief. Tell me the way my heart skipped a bit. You were like... And I I automatically was like, my eye makeup is not on point enough for Roman Reigns to be in this TikTok about to be watching me on this live. Like, absolutely. It wasn't. It was some guy from New Buildings in Ireland. And oh. he was not, in fact, Roman Reigns lookalike. I asked him, like, oh, was the Tribal Chief thing a nod? And he was like, who's Roman Reigns? And I was like, kindly leave this live right now. <laughs> kindly. Yes. There's you... the door, bitch. Listen here, pawn scum. Get out of my house. <laughs> This my daddy Roman Reigns. <laughs> Get the fuck out. <laughs> you may kindly show yourself the door. Oh, God. Disgusted by that, that he didn't know who that was. Disgusted. That's blasphemy. <laughs> I know. love the fact that in this podcast, before we jumped on, we had decided to talk about different things and we were already 45 minutes in just talking about books. I we know. have made a whole book episode accidentally trying to segue into what we wanted to actually yeah, talk about. Yeah, but we've literally just covered everything from like Sarah J. Maas to Scarlet St. Clair and everything to Yaros, in between. Yeah. You know. uh-huh. But I'm happy oh with that. God. I could talk about books all, all day long, but for now, maybe we shelve the bookish talk no <laughs> oh, pun intended <laughs> a book pun okay since you got to do the last story i'm going to do this story i was a, a, a looking through the reddits and this one popped up and when i say the gasp i gasped the scream i scrumped girl <laughs> okay just just it, for, oh, for the listeners girl. here that don't know um we like to Pull up our favourite stories that we've seen or messes throughout the week. 
um, mm-hmm. whether that's personal or other people's. Um, but just as of late, uh, it's been a little uh, quiet on our front. So we've actually looked to see what other people have been contending with this week. And we just want to see how done they are. Okay, so mm-hmm. we call this so the like, going to can I be done segment. Mm-hmm. So we will read this and we will tell um, OP what we think, what level of done we think that they personally should be performing at. And then, of course, throw in our two cents of how done we are with the scenario. Yeah. So to begin this week's segment of Can I Be Done? Let's hear it. Relationship advice on Reddit. Oh. Okay. My 20, me 23F boyfriend 29M. Okay. Mm-hmm. My boyfriend took another girl out for dinner last night. My boyfriend (laughs) is currently not living with me. He's staying with his mother about four hours away because he's about to start up work. He works on the road. So right now we are doing long distance. Yesterday was Valentine's Day, which also coincidentally doubles up as our anniversary for when we went official. I was pretty sad that we couldn't spend it together, but he's coming out on Friday and we can spend the weekend together. Yesterday, he and I barely talked. Excluding the fight we had, we probably spoke for two minutes on the phone and only texted once to say good morning, happy Valentine's Day. No communication, no nothing on our anniversary. Oh, no. He called me. Oh, girl, just wait. Just wait, girl. He called me at 8 p.m. and I was excited thinking, finally, here's our call for the day. But instead, he's in someone's car on the way to the bar. Okay. He told me he was going to the bar with this girl. I guess he's been, and then in quotation marks, hanging out with every night. Oh, here we go. That her and her boyfriend, oh yeah, that her and her boyfriend got into a fight today. So he took her out for dinner to cheer her up. And now they're going to the bar because she's going to try and pick someone up to get laid. Right. I think she she didn't need to pick up anything. Immediately. I was basically ignored all day on Valentine's Day on our anniversary so that he could take some other chick out on a cheer me up date. I hung up and he and I bickered over text for a bit and basically his defense was her and I aren't even sexually compatible. I told you because I wanted I told you because I wanted to be honest. If I was cheating, I would have lied to you. I'm sorry. I'm wait, really wait, upset. Wait, wait, wait. Backtrack okay, okay, that. Okay. Sexually compatible. Like, how the fuck would you know that you're not sexually compatible with someone until you fucking sleep with them? Right? I'm really upset to the point that I'm not sure I want him coming here anymore. He's making me feel like I'm crazy for being upset because I know nothing went on, but it still feels inappropriate to me. I honestly never get like this, but I don't even think I feel comfortable with him hanging out with this person anymore. Is what he did inappropriate or am I possibly being too sensitive? Would it be silly to tell him to cancel the trip to see me over this? I'm mad now, but this would be the only time I can see him for months. Uh, end of the post yes you should be mad for starters i would be another girl girl. i'm sorry jay could come to me and be like oh yeah um my great grandma's uh, aunt's dog's widow passed away so i'm gonna take them out for dinner on valentine's day and i'd be like right so are they warm in your bed tonight or what the fuck's happening because i won't be here no i'm sorry if jordan had said to me oh i can't come out tonight because um you know, my best friend needs like Molly coddling or I'm going out with um, another girl. I feel like, okay, well, your bags are packed. They're at the door. It's pissing it down outside. Good luck with that. It's the uh, one day a year, especially the anniversary too. It's the one day, Valentine's Day, you spend with a partner no matter what. Even if you don't have one, you spend it with your gals. You spend yeah, it with yeah. your people. But on the anniversary? That is your specific day. He's got no excuse. <gasps> He's got absolutely no excuse. No excuse. Because Valentine's and fa- Day oh. and your anniversary rolled into one. You you got off lightly, son, because you got a double whammy to contend with. Yeah, you basically rolled the whole two events into one. So you only buy essentially half the crap that mm-hmm. everybody else has to do. Like my anniversary is in December withdraw. But mm-hmm. we still have to celebrate Christmas a few weeks later. Then Valentine's Day a few months later. Shit happens. You just, you deal the with it. The fact that everybody, the fact that everybody in that restaurant 
was probably coming up to them and going, oh, happy Valentine's Day. Hope you guys really enjoyed it. Oh, that it. would make you're, me you're, sick you're, thinking you're, of that. You are a beautiful couple. Do you have any idea how many times? Oh my God, do you have any idea how many times that I have been out with someone just on a completely platonic, like completely like fine, normal thing. People like you're a beautiful couple and I'm like, I would rather die. My man is in another country. Thank you so much. Yeah, though. literally. You like, know. oh no, I'm not with, I'm not with with him uh, no, no 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 and like mm. you never want to call it out like that and be like oh no 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 no, no I, i'm not because it seems rude it's almost as if then it's like you're feeling disgusted by another person do you know what i mean like it kind of feels bad then and i get that yeah. but whenever it's valentine's day there is a certain social stigma around it bring into the fact then that is their actual anniversary oh my god i'm sorry absolutely not 100 no. percent no go that is a kick in the teeth right there just it's a horse foot to the gut I, it is a hoof to the stomach i am telling you if you ain't done by the end of valentine's day of, of your anniversary mm-hmm. then obviously you just love being emotionally manipulated and abused and you the just... fact that the end of it was, oh, I'm, I'm still feeling a certain, like, you know, I'm still feeling really upset about this and I feel like telling him to cancel. Am I crazy for doing that, girl? No. Why is this man gaslighting you into not feeling your own emotions? I know. Like, girl, it's not, it's, during I'm done. the line. Mal's done. Yeah, drawing the line is not, mm-hmm. is not you being narcissistic or gaslighting or or, yeah yeah, Mm -hmm. no that's you establishing a healthy boundary because what they're doing is traumatizing you mentally you know because Uh she'll be sat there reeling around in her head and i think this is like one of my problems that i have it's i sit there and start imagining scenarios oh girl like oh what if they're in a bar and like the music just starts slowing down and they just look to each other and it's like everyone else is slow dancing we might as well have one but it's that slow motion scene that you see in like sickeningly Mm -hmm. sick fucking love films you know where they just sort Mm -hmm. of lean towards like like magnets coming together oh and you just imagine the person that you love is doing that with someone else on valentine's day and your anniversary um no no bitch i'm absolutely Um, not i'm done 100 percent. the fact that this man was able to turn around and be like you're acting crazy like no maybe (laughs) think about your own actions you ain't seen crazy yet (laughs) maybe think about your own actions and the fact that you are currently away from your partner in a long distance relationship and on the one day a year where you're supposed to spend time together not even anniversaries but valentine's day you're supposed to spend time together on that day you decide to go and cheer up some fucking sap whore who has gotten into a fight with her boyfriend why isn't her boyfriend taking her out to make up for things oh because they're in a fight so why is it your responsibility to make her feel better that's what a gal powers are for Uh uh-huh and then people are like oh but some people don't have female friends i understand that i can see why she's hanging around with other people's man exactly like i'm sorry if i turned around to anyone and was like oh yeah me and jay got into a fight on valentine's malls i'm not going to speak to you instead i'm going to go out with jay's best guy friend i'm like are you mentally ill yes seriously like do you want your relationship to fall into pieces and die and crumble because the level of disrespect that was just in that one little action of oh yeah but it's fine i'm not even sexually compatible with her how would you know do you know what How would you know? really riles me up about this whole scenario is thinking mm-hmm. who asked who out? Mm-hmm. Who suggested the idea of, oh, let's do something to make you feel better? Was it him? You know, like, yeah. I'll take you out. I'll make you feel better. No, come on with me. It'll be fine. Mm-hmm. Or was mm-hmm. it her? going oh i feel so bad so will you come out with me because i feel so bad because we had a fight oh i am my blood is literally heating thinking about this scenario and me being in those shoes like that's how dumb we are like the 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 temperature has reached absolute searing levels like you know our slash relationship uh you have full uh, authority from the can i be done podcast to be done because we are done for you and if you want that in writing oh girl I will transcribe this whole podcast and I will write it for you. I'll do that. Yeah. Because no, 
Absolutely not. No. Disrespect. Dishonor on you. Dishonor on your cow. <laughs> Dishonor on your family. Dishonor on everybody. Dishonor. The golden dragon of unity does not bless this. Oh no, the golden dragon of unity actually spits upon the uh, taking out of another woman on the V-Day. The golden dragon of unity actually raises his back leg upon that. Yeah, he's cocked his back leg up and he's about to make it rain. <laughs> make it rain. Golden shower for the golden dragon of unity. <gasps> I was disgusted when I read that and I just had to share it with you. I thought it was disgusting. That's brilliant. I actually have something a little bit more on a lighter note. But I, I'm curious to know what you would do with this because this is very much uh, like, you know, um, was I wrong for even questioning it? Oh, this is okay. The, okay. Go, so, go, go. My wife and I have been together since we were 20. So about oh. 13 years and we have a very active sex life. Just for reference, me mm-hmm. and my wife is male, female. Okay. Mm-hmm. We weren't each other's first, but we are each other's only, sort of. <laughs> Not sure what that uh, is. <laughs> okay, right. We've delved into swinger lifestyle a couple of times, just exploring our sexualities <laughs> and the different types of the swingings. <laughs> and the different types of the swingings. Are these people Swedish? Oh my god. <laughs> Obviously, communication and trust is very strong and we haven't come across any problems with infidelity or anything. You're swinging, that's infidelity. Okay, yep, continue, sorry. (laughs) That all changed when we hit our 30s and decided to call it down. So much so that this year we gave birth to our first daughter. Aw, that's nice. Aw, a baby. Wait, 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 wait. Who the baby daddy? Who the baby, baby daddy? daddy? Is this, okay. <laughs> is this no, someone no, from no, the no, party? No, hold on, it's going around. <laughs> there was a friend of hers, same age as us, 33, that we used to mess around with together who caught baby fever. She is single, hasn't been able to find a steady relationship and doesn't have any children of her own. She somehow talked my wife into letting me put a baby in her without talking to me about it. (laughs) I woke up about two weeks ago in the morning to my wife walking in the bedroom with lingerie and her friend trailing right behind her. Oh my God. I, no. I naturally got excited for some morning fun, but then they told me the plan. I immediately felt uncomfortable. I trust this woman, but I'm kind of an overthinker sometimes, and I worry about stuff that I guess shut me down for lack of better word. I began asking, what if there's a falling out between us, or between us and her? What if she is doing this for child support? Or what if there's a jealousy issue, etc.? I did voice my discomfort of the situation, but oh. but put us all in a bit of a funk. Sorry, I was my eyes just went blurry. But put this all in a bit <laughs> of a funk. Was I wrong for even questioning it? So they've all fell out essentially over. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, were you wrong for waking up at, what was it, two in the morning? Oh, it was some point, it just put in yeah. the morning. I'm sorry, were you wrong for waking up in the morning to see your wife standing in lingerie with her bestie beside her? Like, so hey, um, Miranda here uh, really wants a baby and, you know, she has no luck because she's, uh, you know, totally not a catch. So she's going to hop on your deck real quick. Yeah, just just Hope put, that's okay, just honey. put your baby gravy in there, you know. She'll do the rest. Yeah, you know, where's Daddy Besto when you need him? Like, you know, <laughs> just let her hop on the gravy train and ride it all the way to fucking fertility. Oh, my <laughs> what? gosh. No, I'm sorry. Can you imagine Jay or Jorah's face if we come in and, like, matching lingerie sets, like the twins from The Shining, like, we want you to put a baby in. Uh- what the fuck? <laughs> In the middle of the night, this man's just freshly awoken. 
again. He said, like, is this a fever dream? Am I dying? Like, what the fuck is going no, on? No, he he was and happy then, at first. He was like, I'm going to yeah, get yeah, some. Yeah. <laughs> I like that that was his first thought. I like that he's honest about that. Because, yeah. like, I feel like most men, if presented with that situation, granted, not our men, I think Jay would literally be like, you guys, I love how close you are, but I think you need to separate. I think this is getting a little bit too close for comfort. <laughs> you know? Joe would just straight up be like, and we're back to bed. I'm not impregnating anyone. (laughs) He'd be like, Lara, Lassa, go to bed. (laughs) And I'd be like, You're tired. He'd be like, like, but you're in my spot, Joe. And he'd be like, Lara, you have five seconds to get out of my face (laughs) before I take the baby gravy and beat you with it. He literally would. He would. He would would not not take kindly. I think. To oh that he'd God. be like, are you on drugs? Literally like twins from The Shining coming in, holding hands, laundry, like, come play with us. Yeah. <laughs> come, come impregnate us. What? Absolutely, that man is not in the wrong. I feel like that man needs to get away from, to be fair, to be completely fair, I feel like anyone who gets into a swinging situation is asking for trouble. Yeah. Because... There is something, and I, I'm going to get so much shit for this whenever, like, people start listening. Yes, I understand that monogamy isn't for everyone. That's what polyamory is for, and I get that. I appreciate it. I respect it. However, whenever you say that you're in a monogamous relationship, but you do enjoy swinging, then you're not in a monogamous relationship. You're not in a monogamous relationship then. No. You are in something where, yeah, you have a life partner, but you can fuck whoever you want. So that's not having a life partner. Pretty much. It's you and your partner. It's having going a roommate. To a party. It's having a roommate. Yeah. yeah. It's going to a party with other couples that have a like mind and you're swapping for the night. And yeah. I can think of nothing more terrifying than being oh with somebody else that is not my partner because I'm like, I don't even know this person. Like, no, hundred percent. So why would I want to just jump straight, you know, in into bed with them? I've, I've said never it met before. Them before. I I need to have an emotional connection with someone yeah. before I can take off my clothes in front of them and even think about them having their dick inside me. So the fact that this woman was like, "Oh, it's okay. We've swung together before, so I'm sure he'll want to give you a baby." Girl, are you are you demented? Maybe this is like the baby crazy that everyone talks about. I know you get like postnatal depression. Maybe this is postnatal psychosis. Yeah, it definitely sounds like it, doesn't it? Like, I, what in her right mind thought? Yeah, um, my my bestie really wants a a baby. Uh, but she can't get a sperm donor or she can't just have a random night out and just sleep with someone randomly, you know, and get pregnant. No, she's asked me to get impregnated is, by my husband. Other girl, other girl must be looking at the husband like, yeah, he is snack. Literally, you know, that would like, be my first oh, thought. I will make you babies with that. I will yeah, make exactly. cute little baby cookies with their baby gravy, you know. Oh god, the grave at the baby, Daddy Bisto. I love that in this case, Daddy Bisto was like all up for a bit of fun, but the second babies were involved, he's like, no, 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 no. Yeah, he was like, hang on, I'm gravy. questioning this now. <laughs> the <laughs> gravy train has left, left the, the station. station. <laughs> toot, toot. <laughs> you know, man was sailing out of there on the train by himself, like, bye, crazy, see you later. I just sat there when I read that and I was like, oh, now that's an interesting one. Like, if I was him, if I was him, I can say it, I would be done with, I can't say I'd be done with the wife because obviously there's a child involved. But the friend I would no longer entertain anymore because... I'd be done with the friend, I'd be done with any future talks of swinging, I would be like, you either commit to this relationship and this child with me, or I am single fathering it all the way to the bank. Because what if he, like if they said yeah okay fine like we won't do that but we'll still swing you know like we'll still meet up and do our thing and then she gets no. pregnant yeah bitches be crazy bitches be poking holes in all kinds of shit exactly you know mm-hmm. or they get the turkey baster out you know mm-hmm. psychosis i'm ter- no terrifying yeah terrifying no that's what i mean no. it must be quite mm-hmm. terrifying for men sometimes you know with the lengths that women will get to when they want you know, a child. So it's a bit like, mm-hmm. you know, I would be done. Like I would be done. Yeah, if you point. think about it on the flip side with with women, it, it you know, it's like okay. So what if a man 
wanted your baby. He wanted to have a baby with you. But the only way that mm-hmm. he can do it is by sneaking his way in the way that women do. So it's like, what, is going to try and have sex with you whilst you're asleep so you don't wake up? You know? Mm-hmm. Is he going to get a syringe full of his, like, baby gravy and just, you know, like, straight mm-hmm. in? When you look at women who do shit like that, it's like, that is really fucked up. Because mm-hmm. if a man was doing that to you, it'd be classed as assault. Yeah. And you don't think that, you know, tying him down emotionally and morally, mm-hmm. you don't think there's anything wrong with that. And, uh, you know. the, cra- the level of crazy is unmatched there. Yeah. Like, absolutely not. And, the, and this like, is... Like, I am, I cannot wait to get off the podcast now so I can go and tell Jay, like, hey, oh my God, can you imagine if me and Maul did this? I, I can already picture his face and it will literally be like a, a mix of shock, horror, and fear for the future. Yeah. In case we ever try and pull this shit. Exactly, you know, it's like we need to write up a draft now, a, a contract like I, Lara Cook, I mm-hmm. it, will not ask mm-hmm. my best friend to get impregnated <laughs> by my husband. By my partner. By any future yeah, partners, Jesus. husbands, exes, Sweet and gentle. Yeah, so. OP, I'm done. I'm done for you. Obviously yep. stick around because you're a baby, but as for the swinging and the bestie, maybe even the wife at this point, I am done. We that's done. No, that's fucked up beyond belief it is beyond belief. so fucked up so yeah no well what an interesting conclusion to yeah. episode three of <laughs> can i be done oh we my went goodness. from bug bish to baby bish <laughs> oh jesus we went from from, <laughs> from book gossip to baby gravy yeah literally that, that's how this podcast went yeah just that's the subtitle for this one book gossip to baby gravy and everything in between winky face winky face yeah (laughs) okay that was interesting thank you for that delightful little morsel miss bradnick i have nightmares in pending yeah they are coming they are Mm -hmm. let me know how they are because i do enjoy your dreams like imagine it was the other way around and like you know jay and his bestie eddie like come in holding hands and matching lingerie and they're like uh, so take your pick which one of us is going to be the daddy and I'm just like uh, what excuse me yeah literally it's <laughs> no? like I think not I think the fuck not you can remove your lingerie get out of your lacy teddy nightgown and you can shove it up your ass where the sun don't shine yeah no I, I can deal with that no but that was a great conclusion to episode three great conclusion Woo-hoo! of can I be done oh my goodness girl I will speak to you soon and guys like all the socials follow us on everything we're gonna make a tiktok shortly we're gonna we're gonna be on all of the social medias very very soon just in a couple more episodes and we will be rolling well and truly i'd say because we're doing quite well so far yeah we are definitely i'm having a lot of Mm -hmm. fun with this for sure this is i enjoy it uh, a lot i'm glad we started this i I feel like it's good conversation starters for sure Uh uh-huh 100% okay and on to the next one goodbye and good night my friends we hope you've enjoyed listening to can I be done done? mom I will speak to you later girl are you done Lara I am done I am so done